on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Well, good morning. It's Sunday, and it's actually sunny out there. You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio Newark with me, June Rollins, in the chair for the first hour. In the studio with me is Sue Jackson. Tina is having the weekend off. Sue, it's been a while. I haven't seen you for. I'm, well, ooh, I, I was a few here. Weeks. You were on holiday. Well, you weren't here last no, week. No, not last week. No, that's true. <laughs> How's things? <laughs> uh, okay, thank you. Yes. Have you missed me? Oh, terribly. Absolutely. Terribly. <laughs> and, and I haven't even had your postcard turn up. Well, this is true. I I've... didn't even know I'd missed it until five minutes ago. I know. I'd actually, I, I'd forgotten all about it, but I sent a, 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 a really clever postcard from Italy when I was there three weeks ago. Is it three Sundays ago, I think? Yeah. Um, the plan being that the girls, when I was talking to them online, could be um, looking at my postcard, which Enviously. would show them what I was looking at. And three weeks later, it's still not arrived. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, good morning, as I say to everybody. We are here in the studio now until 12 o'clock this morning, myself and Sue. We've got two guests this week. In the second hour, we're going to be welcoming Linda Clark from the Spotted Dog Flower Company. She's going to be talking to us all about flowers. And she has promised to bring us in some flowers as well. So that will be nice. Mm -hmm. But this hour... Um, we are going to go back to the subject of um, books, which Tina and I were talking about last week. We are going to be talking about books, uh, specific books, and we are also going to be talking about the Newark Book Festival with with our guest for this morning, Cathy Bramley, who's joining us in the studio. Cathy, good morning. Morning, June. How are you this morning? Good, thank you. Nice you to haven't you here. haven't come too far, have you? You are a local lass. I'm fairly local. Yes, I'm. Uh, I live in Lamley. So, um, thank you very much for coming over to join us Kathy oh excuse me we're going to be talking about your books um in um a little bit more detail but first of all tell us a little bit about yourself because um I think if I'm right like so many of our lady guests you started in one direction and then you changed direction and your direction was to change to writing so so give us a bit of your background before we talk books okay well I'm I'm originally from Birmingham but I came to Nottingham in uh the late 80s to go to Nottingham Trent University and I've pretty much been here ever since really um uh met my husband uh in the end of the 90s 1990 and um so lived here ever since and then um I started my own marketing company um and I worked in the marketing and PR business for 18 years something like that and it was sort of during the I suppose it was about 2012 something like that 2013 I decided that it was time for a bit of a change and I really fancied doing something new um, and I decided to give writing a go. Um, so eventually over the next couple of years, my writing, as my writing career started to take off, I took a step back from marketing and then became a full-time writer. Um, I think it was 2013, 2014, sorry. So having made the decision to be a writer, with a capital W of course, <laughs> um, obviously the first thing to do is put words to paper or, mm. or to laptop or whatever it was you were using at the time but but how did you actually go about sort of getting published i mean did you, did you go down the self-published route as i know a lot of people do or did you go straight out there and find yourself a publisher and, I, and how easy was it <laughs> nothing's ever easy to be honest june but it's uh, it takes a lot of hard work but i had an idea for a book um 
I had no idea if I could write a book, but I thought I'll give it a go and then worry about if it's any good later on. So I wrote the book and uh, then I started doing lots of seminars and workshops and conferences about writing to learn what I needed to do to actually get to the next step. And I learned that I needed to do a lot more work on my book. So I did that for another six months. And then um, I looked around at what was happening in the publishing industry. And it seemed to me that a lot of people were doing really well in my sort of genre, which is romantic comedy, um, women's fiction. They were doing very well at self-publishing um, their first book, selling lots through Amazon on Kindle and, you know, whatever, e-readers, predominantly Kindle. And then from there, they were getting a following, a bit of a platform, a profile, and then publishers, traditional publishers, were then picking them up, seeing what was going on and, and taking them on. And I decided I would give that a go. So I self-published my first book, which was Conditional Love, in October 2013. And then in January 2014, so four months later, I was approached by a publisher and the rest is history. So it didn't take very long then? It didn't. No. no I, was, I, was, I think I was quite fortunate, to be honest. I'd, I'd got a marketing background, which meant that I was able to write the book and then do, the, do all the marketing that surrounded that to, to get it noticed. And, and, uh, and that was, I think, really helped me. And, and what sort of thing did you do to start getting it? No, in, ter in terms of marketing, how, how were you marketing it? Okay, well, um, I knew that most of my business was going to, my, my sales were going to come from Amazon through Kindle. Um, but I also had some, some hearts and paperbacks printed. And I decided that I wanted to do, I wanted to mirror what the big publishers, Marion Key, when she had a book launch, what would Marion Keys <laughs> yeah. do? Uh, I love Marion Keys. And um, so I decided that Marion would probably have a big swanky book launch with champagne and a London venue and everyone would swan about from the press and say what a fantastic book it is. I thought, well, I haven't got a much chance of that, so I can't do the world's biggest book launch. It's not going to happen, so I will do the world's smallest book launch. Uh, <laughs> and that's what I attempted to do. So I got in touch with Guinness World Records and I said, I'm going to I'm going to do the world's smallest book launch. Um, will you send along Norris McGuire with his tape measure? <laughs> and, uh, and they say that they couldn't do that, obviously, for various reasons. Uh, but from there on, a bit, that, beca that became my strategy, that I was going to have the world's smallest book launch. And there are a number of these around in various villages, but our, our red phone box in the village of Lamley is a book exchange. So it's not got a phone in it. It's got bookshelves, and people can go along with a book, uh, leave a book and take a book, so it's a book swap. And it's fantastic. So I decided if I took all the books out, I had permission, I didn't just do it. <laughs> I took all the books out and put my books in, put bunting around and have a little marquee you know a little gazebo i mean um uh, cakes and uh, you know a little raffle and um i would make it the world's smallest book launch so i got in touch with the mayor um of gedling at the time and uh, i asked would he be prepared to come and open you know the, the official opening <laughs> and uh he said absolutely love to i love writing i love books i'd be delighted to help you and uh, i said oh thank you very much and then his secretary phoned and said we've We've, I gave them the address of, of Main Street in Lamley and she got in touch. She says, well, we've Googled it. Well, we can't see a bookshop on the Main Street. So I said, um, don't worry, I said, you'll see the bunting, you'll, <laughs> you'll see it. And then I felt really bad. I thought, I better get in touch and tell him it is actually just the phone box. But we had a fantastic launch. So that was just one thing I did. But I just pulled out all the stops and I made connections and I promoted the book and, you know, in all sorts of ways, any way I could. I tried to promote that book and um, and eventually it paid off. I, I think 
that is a brilliant idea. I mean, both, both of those things. First of all, the, the book swap in the um, telephone box is, is just awesome. Mm. Um, I mean, you read about book swaps of also, I mean, people leave books in places, don't mm. they? Just yeah. leave them, drop them, and, and you're welcome to pick them up and whatever. But I think that is absolutely fantastic. But also, um, I mean, it, I'd never thought about something like doing the world's small. I mean, you're always saying the world's biggest, the world's mm. longest, the world's highest, the world's mm. tallest, but the world's littlest <laughs> is really cute, isn't it? Yeah, and it is. I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering now, what can we do? The world's littlest what? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Mm. That's, that's fantastic. We'll thinking caps on that one, I think. <laughs> we'll have to. We are talking books in the first hour of the show. We're going to be talking about flowers in the second hour of the show. Uh, for the first hour, our guest is Cathy Bramley. She's a local writer. We've already found out a little bit about her background and how she got going. Um, what we wanted to ask you next, Cathy, was why specifically romantic fiction, romantic comedy, women's books? What, what, what set you in that direction particularly? I suppose it's what I know. Uh, and it's what I enjoy so you know if there were 10 films on at the cinema I'd pick the rom-com um, so it's what I what I enjoy to read uh, and it's the area I feel most comfortable in but when I first started I had no I didn't even cross my mind to think about genre before I started writing um, and I started writing this story about a family who moved into a house and found bones in the garden and <laughs> this was my first idea <laughs> needless to say didn't get very far and I just thought I'm just, I'm sick of these bones already and uh, I couldn't I couldn't be bothered to write the story and I thought if I can't be bothered to write it no one's going to be bothered to read it uh, and it just wasn't me um, and I kept slipping jokes in and I was thinking well, there's something in here you know let, let's go back to what I know forget the bones in the garden story let's go back to what I know and, um, and then you know I, I, I hit on the idea of my first novel was called conditional love hit on that idea and it, the idea started to flow then so I, I thought this is it for me and you say you hit on the idea i mean do, do you get inspiration from specific things or or is it just yeah yeah a light bulb moment it can be a really tiny thing uh that can that can prompt an idea um sometimes i uh i'll think of the setting first so it'll be the setting that comes first to me so um the Plumbury School of Comfort Food. Uh, I used to have a client uh, when I was in my marketing days who ran a cookery school and I loved it there and I always thought, well, you know, a beautiful place to be. When I became a writer, I thought I'd love to write about that, you know, about a cookery school and all the things that go on. But I didn't have a character, so I had the setting first and then I had to think of the, the character that would come along and, and fill that and fill that space and make, make that story come alive. So, um, Plumbury School of, of Cook. Comfort food. Comfort food, yes. Now, that was the first book of yours I read, and it was it was pure chance. I picked it up in the library, um, not very long ago, I have to say, when I was having a bit of a browse around looking for something to read, and um, saw your name, followed, um, followed a link somewhere to find out, I don't know, um, uh, a website or something, I thought, and then got an email from Sarah from the book festival with some information about what was coming up and lo and behold there was your name mm. so small world so yeah. um i as i say i read that one first now i went on holiday as everybody knows because i talk about it all the time i went on holiday a few weeks ago and i downloaded some more um of your books onto my kindle app didn't read all of them um mainly because i didn't do as much reading somehow this time as is usual i'm not quite sure why but i am um still reading them so um the Plumbridge School of Comfort f 
Comfort, comfort food. food. Can't get it out. Plumbury School of Comfort Food. Um, like I think some of your other books, you include recipes at the back, don't yes, you? Yes, I what, do. Yeah. What what prompted you to do that? Um, I think it was my editor came up with the idea actually originally when we when we wrote Ivy Lane or well, when I wrote Ivy Lane, and we just thought it'd be quite nice because Ivy Lane is uh, set in an allotment, and obviously there's lots of produce that you get, and people have a glut of courgettes or whatever so i thought well let's let's you know include some recipes for the things that you can do with with what your produce is you know um on the allotment and it sort of spiraled from there because the next book was about appleby farm which which ended up um you know having a vintage tea rooms in it and uh you know there were lots of cakes and recipes and things so we decided that we would we would carry on once we'd done one week we carried on so wherever the book is released as a, an ebook series first like the Lemon Tree Cafe, my new one, and we include recipes at the back. And, and it is actually, um, I, I've noticed in quite a few of the books that I've read, that is quite a, a common thing now to, to include recipes. Uh, that Food and love go together quite do. a lot, don't yes, they? they do. um, so um, it is quite common. Now, now the, the one recipe that I've tried wasn't actually, as, as far as I know, it's certainly not been in any of the books that I've read, um, but what I did see on your blog was uh, a recipe for biscuits, which I made yesterday. Now, I have apologised for the condition <laughs> of them because I'm not a baby. You shouldn't apologise. They look amazing. <laughs> They're not as pretty as the ones in your picture. Um, but for anybody um, out there who um, fancies a bit of a treat, we um, we have. I'm not suggesting that you rush down to the studio and join us because um, that might be a little bit um, uh, a little bit too much. I think but you should. <laughs> yes, everybody. Pass. We could have the we could have the littlest um, biscuit <laughs> get together or something, couldn't we? Because I think there's only about a dozen in there. Um, but um, I have made. And um, Sue's already tried them. I don't think Kathy has yet. And I'm sure that Linda will later on. I've made um, Kathy's amaretto almond biscuits. As I say, they're not 100%, but they are quite nice. Um, and we will be putting the recipe on our website later on. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Right, before we do, um, now, what are we going to... We're going, we're going to um, have a little bit more music, I think, um, and then we'll talk in more detail about some of Kathy's books. You're listening to the Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark with our first guest of the day, Kathy Bramley. We're talking books, uh, Kathy's books in particular, and also we're going to be having a brief word about the upcoming Newark Book Festival where Kathy will be taking part as well. So, Kathy, tell us uh, the latest book. You've got it there in front of you. Tell us a bit about that one. Uh, the Lemon Tree Cafe is uh, is coming out on the 24th of August in paperback. So I'm really excited about that. Um, this book I wrote this last year and. Um, Actually, it was really hard. It was one of my hardest books to write. So I'm really proud that I've actually got it now in, <laughs> in print. So that's that's brilliant. Um, and uh, I was really having trouble getting to the heart of it. I knew my setting. I knew where it was going to be. And I knew all the people like Nonna, the, the, the Italian grandmother. I knew all them. But I just couldn't get the story right. And uh, Marion Keys came to Nottingham Playhouse and did a Q&A. And I, I went along, had tickets, and, and I really enjoyed it. And she she answered some questions that the interviewer set, and then she they asked questions from the audience. And somebody said, "What do you say to What do I say to my friend who's having trouble with her story?" And Marion said, "Sometimes you have to go back to go forwards. So if she can't write, there's something she has to go back to." 
And I thought, you have to go back to go forwards. And it became my little mantra, you know, for the rest of the evening, I said, you've got to go back to go forwards. So uh, I got home and I realised that was the problem with the book. So Marion had solved it, inadvertently solved my plot problem. And I realised that I had to go back to sort out something that had happened earlier. But also it became the theme for the book. So the Lemon Tree Cafe is about sometimes... You know, the, the saying is that when one door closes, another one opens. But what happens if the door didn't close properly? So this book is about going back, sorting out the past, and then you can enjoy your enjoy your future. And it introduces, um, or, or it brings back some of the characters from um, the Plumbery book as well, uh, yeah, doesn't it? Does, it? Yes, so, it does. So um, I, I remember particularly Noah and Gabe both appear in it don't they yes so 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 the plumbery school of comfort food is about a verity who goes to help her friends set up a cookery school Um, and verity has a housemate called rosie and rosie is the main character of the lemon tree cafe so people that have read the plumbery school of comfort food will recognize some of the characters but it's a completely standalone book if you haven't read the plumbery school of comfort food that doesn't matter at all Fantastic. Right, we're going to have uh, another little piece of music. Um, I think, uh, what shall we have? We'll have a bit of Eagles and then we'll talk about um, what's coming up for you in general and also about the um, uh, the book festival, which is, gosh, it's really? only two weeks away, isn't it? Yeah, So absolutely. I can eat my, the rest of my biscuit now, can't I? You can indeed, <laughs> yes. Right, we have just a few more minutes left to talk to Cathy before um, we move up to the uh, top of the hour, top of the first hour of the show, and then bring in Linda Clark to talk about flowers. So, Cathy, um, you were saying while we were listening to the Eagles that uh, you're off down to, to say Surrey or Suffolk, Suffolk to, to Suffolk to um, see something rather exciting. Yes, I've never done this before, but I'm actually going to see the Lemon Tree Cafe being printed, so I shall see it coming literally hot, hot off the press. <gasps> Uh, and see you know because they make thousands and thousands of books in one day uh, and it will be i know friends of mine other authors have seen it and said it's amazing to see your book actually being printed and i'm going to see that in the middle of july so i'm really really looking forward to it. fantastic and um, will there be when when you come away from it will you actually have in your hands a finished i hope so. copy I hope uh, I all, sneak all bound one. and everything yes it'll be um, yeah. i think the covers are printed the day before because they have to dry and then so i'll be there when the pages are being printed and bound and all stuck together to make the final thing. Oh, fantastic. Really yes, yes. And of course, that is, um, I, th- I think that's the day before the book festival. Did, uh, a did couple you of days, yeah. A couple of days the before. The book festival's on a Saturday and this is the 13th, right. so yeah, same week. So you'll be coming to Newark for the book festival on a real high, mm-hmm. uh, won't you? Yeah. Fantastic. Right, before we talk about the book festival, um, have you got new books in the pipeline? Are I've you working always, on one? I've always got books in the pipeline, yeah. Um, so for next year, I normally have two books a year. Um, for next year, my first, the one one's already up for pre-order, which is A Match Made in Devon, um, which <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed writing and researching. I had to go to Devon to research. It was terrible. Lots of cream teas? Well, I meant to, and I came away. I, we completely forgot to have one. Um, but there are cream teas in the book. Of course. And so I'm writing a new book now, which will be my second book for next year, which I'm really enjoying writing. I'm two-thirds of the way through, and I'm hoping to get the rest finished in four weeks before I go on holiday. So lots to pack in. So you're <laughs> keeping keeping that one a bit quiet at the moment, but there is there is the, yeah, a Match Made in, in, in Devon. Yeah, is, match is, Made in Devon is, a, is already up for pre-order on uh, on Amazon as an e-book. Um, the paperback isn't up for pre-order yet. Fantastic. So um, the book festival, you're um, on a panel... Yes. With, in fact, um, 
the interrogator, I can't think of the right word, the um, interviewer, the, the, the interviewer is, the is probably for, the yeah. word I'm looking for, is our very own Tina. Tina Betterson is going to be um, sort of keeping the panel under control, as it were. Um, also on the panel there is Jackie Buxton, who we've had on, whom we've had on the show before and who will be coming back again later in the year. So, um just tell us briefly what 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 we can expect if we go along to that one. It's on Saturday, Saturday afternoon, afternoon at one forty-five, and you can get tickets from the Palace Theatre. I think you can do it online or by phone or in person. Um, and it'll be an hour and just over an hour of chat and uh, bookish chat between myself, Jackie, and Eve Mackis, um, who's another Nottingham author actually. Um, and we'll be talking everything from our writing processes to. Uh, to what inspires us and to you know if, if anyone in the audience is perhaps thinking about writing a book themselves they can ask for our advice so all sorts of things really um books that we love um uh, and just generally you know uh, about what what it takes to be an author a day you know a, a full-time writer so there's, there's going to be a bit of an opportunity for a q and a and people absolutely, can actually yeah, ask not only tina asking you questions but uh, members of the audience yeah i met jackie actually um my book white lies and wishes um i i was i wrote that while i was uh you know a few years ago and i was did i did an online course through the writers workshop and and jackie was also on the same course so we got to know each other then and we've been friends ever since so i'm really really delighted that i'm on the same panel as jackie fantastic jackie is a lovely lady i'm looking forward to seeing her in in a couple of weeks time so if people want to find out a little bit more about you um if they want to obviously they can go onto amazon and and find your books but if they want to find out more about you specifically um then they can they can head over to your website can't they yeah kathybramley.co.uk and i'm always on facebook facebook uh my i've got an author page kathy bramley author on facebook that's where i spend most of my social media time because i've got great readers and they're very interactive and we we have a good chat on on facebook so that's the best place to catch me fantastic and one last question for you what are you reading at the moment i'm reading a fabulous book by my friend kirsty greenwood it's called big sexy love Oh, <laughs> oh! Does it live up to the title? It's, yeah, it's amazing. She's uh, she was one of the authors that um, self-published uh, and inspired me to self-publish a few years ago. Uh, and Kirsty's a great friend, and she's a, such a funny, funny writer. She's a great bubbly person and it has done so much for the book industry i'm writing this down even as we speak big sexy love by yeah. kirsty kirsty greenwood greenwood guess what i'll be googling when i get home this <laughs> afternoon <laughs> kathy thank you very much indeed for coming in we You're look welcome. forward thank to you for seeing me. you um in newark again in um just under two weeks time as i say um tina obviously will be there i'm going to be popping down so i want to say hello to um jackie and i also want to um meet up with luca vesta who was our guest last week um and uh, find out a little bit more about um him by watching the um it's the crime by the sea Oh, panel yes. which is the one immediately the before yes yeah. yes it is so we will see you um at the book festival in um a couple of weeks time and in the meantime i'm going home to um get back into the lemon tree cafe well not not yet because i've got another hour on the show and also to go and google kirsty greenwood and probably to eat a few more of those biscuits yes, they were very good well thank done. you very much indeed um we're heading up to the news um well we've got a little bit of time left got about 10 minutes left so we've got time for a bit more music um and um we 
we've also got time i think to say a quick hello to linda before we have the news and then hand over to sue in the second hour for more about flowers from the farm we- 